Welcome to The Working Ant with me, your host and coach, Rami Balut. I'm going to share with you secrets and strategies you only wish you knew years ago to accelerate your career today. This is practical stuff, no fluff. My mission is to create a new generation of leaders that brings out the best in people. This is where passions and profession yield profitability. Welcome to The Working Ant. What is harder than rock? What is softer than water? Yet hard rocks are hollowed out by soft water. And very, very nice sort of statement here, uh, stoic based, um, as you have come to expect from Seneca. Today, we are going to be talking about two different topics that converge and collide in the recesses of our minds, all the way up to the actions of our days. It allows us to prioritize, to reaffirm our values, what is important, how we conduct ourselves personally and publicly. And I absolutely love this topic because the clear, clear distinction between the two can make many, many dreams uh, come true. Uh, and obviously uh, that uh, would be you. <laughs> so uh, Rami, we are going to move away from the rhymes here and uh, just get right to it. So today's topic, today's topic, and in line with the quote earlier by, by Seneca is, you know, what may appear to be something certain and what may be appear to be something good may in fact not be as long lasting as we anticipated in this in this particular case the reason why i chose that quote was because it had to do with rock and in today's topic of conversation we are going to be discussing sustenance versus sustainability now sustainability comes up in conversations so much more than sustenance ever really does and it comes up for good reason. Uh, sustainability, you know, for those of you uh, that are looking for a more Merriam-Webster-like definition, this is not from Merriam-Webster, but it is, what, what, it, what is sustainability? It's the act of maintaining, it's the act of preserving an action, um, a status, or for many of us uh, listening today on the working ant, it is the quality of life, right? Uh, sustaining the quality of life. Some of us think of sustaining our ecosystems. Some of us uh, think of sustaining ourselves with, with a paycheck, naturally, of course. Uh, for those of us that are uh, physically fit, this is uh, sustaining our uh, mental and emotional health through physical activity. Sustainability comes up in conversation so much more than sustenance ever would, and yet, sustenance is extremely, extremely important and actually feeds into what is sustainability. So if we look at, you know, the quote from Seneca earlier, you know, if we, we're looking at just the rock and we're looking at water, but then we think about, you know, what actually created the rock and, and where did the actual water come from? So we have a, an abundance of rock. Most of us would feel like we have somewhat, some days, some years, an abundance of water, but we don't really ask ourselves sort of the core of that. This is sort of where I'm going with this. So sustainability is really preservation, right? The preservation of something. 
Whereas sustenance, uh, which rarely comes up in conversation, which I think is absolutely critical to our professional careers and absolutely critical to our transitions, comes up quite less. But but that, you know, what is sustenance? It's it's really, I mean, if you think about it at its core, this is the act of providing, you know, what sustains us, right? Like sustains us, but 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 in a very, very radically different way. This is just the mere basics. You know, if you think about you know, back in the day, it's providing food and nourishment for survival. Um, it, it's just that sort of act. You know, what is what is sustenance? And sustenance, as it relates to our professional lives and our career transitions, the clear differentiator between sustenance and sustainability is this idea of, of innovation. So if we think about, you know, our quest to merely just nourish ourselves for survival, they are radically different actions than what sustains us, right? Uh, so, you know, if you think about the old days, you know, just nourishments for survival, every day could be something different, right? Uh, there is a, a, a large uncertainty of what would those expectations be, but, you know, the goal was to do whatever it took in order to nourish ourselves for survival. So here, if I condense them down into really just two words, the difference between the two, I would go with preservation on the sustainability side and innovation on the sustenance side. One requires preservation, the other one requires innovation. So if one clearly revolves around preservation, while the other requires innovation, in the professional world, in today's world, in layman terms, in practical terms, what are we looking at here? We're looking at operations, things that run operationally, right? Versus something running more, or not even running yet, but really just sort of nourishing things foundationally. So operation versus foundation here, if we look at the professional world. And I want to I want to talk a little bit about this because, you know, I want to sort of like build this up to some of the pros and the cons and, and how we actually can sort of find our sweet spot in between here. But, you know, when it comes to the way we operate, for the most part, uh, we operate from a place of sustainability. For most of us, it's around sustainability. Uh, for anyone listening today where it, it's not and, you know, it's like, you know, uh, uh, do or die situations almost every single day, hustling two, sometimes three jobs just to make things work. Of course, that's very, very different. You know, my hope is that's not the case, of course, in your situation. But most of us today operate in a form of sustainability. I mean, we want a level of certainty in order to survive, you know, just to feel that we are in a good place. And that sustainability, although, you know, it's a very, very positive term, of course, you know, preserving a status quo, preserving your quality of life. Uh, when we operate from a place of sustainability, it at times can very much make us complacent, can make us very reactive. It could make us just deal with what it is that we have to deal with day in and day out. And although, you know, there may be, you know, pain in what it is that we do, the certainty that sustainability provides us is very much something that we are looking forward to. Like we'll take, we'll take certainty over pain, right? Any day, because we operate from a place of sustainability. This is, these are our routines at work. These are uh, actions that we take time and time again 
to keep us afloat, to keep us sustaining our routine like day to days. And that's and that's all right. If we are enjoying what we do, if we're excited about what we do, and uh, we can't wait to start our day operationally, and we know, you know, what to expect, and we know how to get through it, uh, and what we need to do, uh, even to thrive in it, uh, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, sustainability is a wonderful thing. Who wouldn't want to sustain something that was actually good, right? Maintaining and, and preserving our quality of life, one that we have built for our family. Why not sustain that? Um, today, I want to talk about the sustenance side of things and how we can actually ensure that sustainability actually does increase with time and that we can actually increase that sort of quality of life that we have built for ourselves and our families today. And in order to actually do so, you know, we need to think about how we're going to be applying it, you know, in our day-to-day -day activities. So whether or not we are secure in our professional roles today, or for those of you that are spending the majority of your time looking for your next aligned career transition, let's talk about these two things. And let's talk about what the alternative is going one way or the other. And of course, like my intention here is to, you know, give you an alternative way of thought to think about things quite differently and to perhaps question your perception of things as you are conducting them in your day-to-day. -day. So this is day-to-day -day on the professional front and for those of you that are working on your career transitions. So on the sustainability front, I think the pros here are quite clear. We mentioned them just earlier, but you know, for, for, for everyone listening today, of course, you know, I wanna make sure that we, we hit that point home. And that is the pro of certainty. You know, so many of us are looking for a form of certainty in our lives. This could be the certainty of our, of our purpose in it, if you want to talk about, you know, that at its core. But the certainty of, you know, what it's going to look like for us, uh, where we are going to go, who we're going to be interacting with, what that's going to feel like, where we're going to be. Right. Um, and this could be very, very personal, just as much as it actually is professional. But who wouldn't like, you know, to have a crystal ball and say, you know what, down the line, if you continue down this path, this is what you should expect. And so there's a level of expectation with certainty around the course of sustainability. And why and why wouldn't it be right? We are all working towards maintaining something. Uh, at least at its base, at its core, providing for our families, providing for ourselves, building our career up uh, to a point where we feel at peace in some way with what it is that we've achieved. Many of us will take on roles and responsibilities that may not necessarily be fully aligned or may not be in a place that really nourishes our career growth or a place where we actually truly enjoy working and interacting with people. But some of us may take it, take it anyways because it's, it's going to be something that we should do, we must do in order to achieve uh, something else in the future. So, But this idea of working towards sustainability is a huge one, is a huge one. I mean, we all want this level of certainty. And um, I can't tell you time and time again, just these last like few weeks, um, I had two one-on-one -on -one clients I was actually shocked, you know, just absolutely shocked. Uh, you know, uh, 
two of them, one of them actually had been with their company for over 10 years. The other one over 16 years. And yet when an opportunity was presented to them at a company that we both agreed uh, was very, very much aligned, these two people retracted the whole idea of making their next transition for very similar but different reasons. One was, you know, joining a startup. Uh, he wanted to join a startup and this was something that he had dreamed of doing. And while that, you know, was, was great, I mean, in that, you know, we were able to, to find something even more um, in scope and impact and influence than he was doing today, the uncertainty of an inflated stock prevented him from making a decision to move forward. So this wasn't even like a startup that hadn't raised any capital, any funding. This was a startup that actually had, and he had, and I don't obviously fault him for this, uh, believed that that stock was inflated. And so why would I want to join a company with an inflated stock that has not yet gone public, but if it were to go public, everything would, would come crashing down around me. I can't take that risk. I'm just not going to do it. And so um, he stuck around in his role. And um, I don't fault him for that, of course. You know, there is this level of certainty and stability that comes with it. Another individual who didn't want to leave very, very much also, you know, wanting to make that transition for herself, didn't want to go because it involved, you know, moving from one city to another. Actually, in fact, it was from San Francisco to Seattle. Initially, it was, I'll go anywhere, I'll do anything to get out of this role. But then, you know, it really came to the realization of like, do I really want to uproot myself here in the Bay Area after I've created a nice amount of social capital of people that I interact with all the time, moving to another place is not going to be something that I'm willing to actually do. I don't want to go and start over and meet new people and have new friends and, and whatnot. I want to, I want to stick around. And if I, if I'm going to stick around, I'm going to make the most out of it. You know what? It's not as bad. Let me take a look at the narrative of the fact that, you know, I, I've got a good place. I've got a, a good thing going for me here and may not be as bad as I once thought it was. So here we go here, you know, perhaps some of you listening be like, this is a form of cognitive dissonance in some way, uh, whatever it is, right? Certainty was chosen, right? Preservation was chosen, right? Uh, the sustainability in the end was chosen. Sustainability uh, over the quality of life that this person had built for, 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 for herself and for her family. And so that definitely in many ways is a pro, is a pro, it's a pro. It's a pro to actually even have that, right? And for those of us, you know, that are, that are not in positions like these, you know, anything would work, right? I mean, we just want to sustain things for ourselves. There's much more perhaps to our work than we actually uh, give credit for, right? Some of us are, are, are just truly just working to live and some of us are, are, are living uh, to work. And you might, might have obviously heard that one before. But wherever you fall in that spectrum, the, the pros, the positive things that come with sustainability are quite obvious here. We're quite obvious uh, coming from a operational certainty aspect of things, right? We can just continue moving on the way we've been moving on all these years, all this time. Whereas with sustenance, and man, do I love this word, sustenance, right? The pros here of sustenance is that you know, it's the, the, there's something always constantly requiring us to innovate, constantly requiring us to go outside of our comfort zone, 
constantly requiring us to do things differently. And for many of us who are in the sustenance realm, this may not even be a choice. This may not even be a choice. It may be, you know, external forces, external factors that have just, you know, shook our very, very foundations so that, you know, we actually had to rebuild those foundations. And every day those foundations could change. Every week those foundations could change. You know, I mean, let's not forget because, you know, we are human and uh, we tend to forget things, especially for those of us here in the Bay Area, looking at stage four and stage five and stage six, and, you know, things are starting to like open up. You know, let's not forget that lockdowns and this whole entire epidemic, it really just changed things for us, right? We actually had to move into the sustenance side of things very much so, even for those of us that were secure in our roles, right? And we had to think about, you know, all these things that, revalidated why we were doing what we were doing, especially, you know, looking around us, even up until today, you know, we witness all of these things that are taking place in the world. And we're like, oh my gosh, these people very, very much at some point, uh, maybe to that, not to that extent, very much like us, right? I mean, not knowing what uh, was going to be available for them or who was going to be around for them uh, the very, very next day. And for those of us that have, you know, obviously suffered and witnessed great loss during this time, you know, I'm sure you fell on the sustenance side of things, you know, but, but, uh, but on, the, on the pro side of things, it, it actually required us and forced us to rethink everything, right? Rethink our very, very foundations to not be able to take anything for granted at all at any time simply just based on all these external forces that were way beyond the realm of our control. And so sustenance in this particular case very, very much requires us to be curious. It requires us to interact. It requires us to think on our feet. It requires us to make decisions quite quickly. It requires us to innovate, right? Earlier I was saying, you know, the, the real difference here from a practical sense is that you know sustainability causes us to be in a, in a in a mode of preservation, whereas sustenance requires us to be in a mode of innovation, right? And here in our time with one another today, you know, I want to talk about you know one thing and one thing for sure, and that is you don't have to pick one over the other. You know, you don't have to say like I'm going to be you know, in a sustenance mode moving forward. I'm going to forget all about sustainability. Well, in that particular case, you may be taking on great risk that you don't necessarily have to, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But imagine you actually could have the best of both of these worlds, the best of both of these ways of thinking. Imagine what that could do for you. If you could actually operate with the same rigor and vigor of activity and emotion and passion that sustenance would require you to have, right? And at the same time, you know, be able to feel the certainty and the comfort of sustainability um, in your work. How would you operate if you actually had both? How would you operate if you could deliberately, intentionally, mindfully, and thoughtfully make a switch between the two? Because if you are able to do that, if you're able to operate from that level, I think you'll be doing yourself a world of good. And so I want you to go back to your daily, your daily routines, your daily work for those of you uh, that actually have uh, secure roles at this point, no matter how you feel about them, at least they're, they're secure. And I want you to, you know, 
envision, perhaps remember if, if you actually have encountered somebody who really gets things done, really gets things done. But for those of you uh, that get things done and you get things done quickly, well, I obviously applaud you for it. For those of you that know someone that gets things done, you may have actually, you know, come to the realization that, you know, the more someone may have on their plate, the more efficient, the more effective they're going to be about getting things done. I learned this a long time ago. I remember learning this back in college. Uh, you know, my professor actually said, you know, Rami, uh, just remember, uh, you know, when you go out and you do your own thing one day, you know, always give the work that you want done to the individual that has too much on their plate. And I couldn't obviously agree more with that statement. Amazing, amazing woman, by the way, her name was Paula Garb, and uh, she's a professor at uh, back at UC Irvine. So uh, she does ever listen to this one day. Big, big shout out to her. But nevertheless, here, I want you to go back to your thinking around this. And I want you to ask yourself, this person must in some way operate so efficiently that they may in fact be using a mindset of sustenance where like, I've got to get this stuff done. I've got to get it off my plate. And for many people, it actually works for them. And for many people that very much aligns with the perception they want others to have of them. This person gets things done. No doubt. You want something done? Give it to her give it to him. You will in no way be disappointed because they will have a very quick turnaround. And so these people uh, that you may have imagined just, uh, just for a moment here are really able to produce so much output, so much output, such a short amount of time. They operate from a place of sustenance, right? Like I've got to get this stuff done in order to <laughs> finish my day in order to clock out in order to sleep at night. I got to get things done. I mean, I hope, I truly hope that you have met someone like this in your life because you know, at times this could be someone that just, you know, blows your mind away, like unbelievable. I mean, you know, in today's world of like bots and artificial intelligence, this may be someone that operates at that level. Yes, this person operates from a place of sustenance. Now, I'm not going to get into why this person operates from a place of sustenance. Maybe they've had an experience in their life where they feel like they want to operate, they have to operate, they must operate from this place in order to be successful. I will leave it to that. But for the general audience here with me today, I want to make sure that we take a look at that and we say, yeah, having some of that, but relating it to something that truly will impact our careers in a very positive way is something I want you to deliberately pursue. So I want you to really just ask yourself today, just imagine for just a moment that you are in a position where you absolutely had to do something in order to survive, in order to survive. I'm not going to talk, go to the extremes here where there's no like water and food and we're on a desert island, of course, but I want you to think about what is it? What is it? Imagine what that action, what that thing would be where you absolutely had to do it if you were to survive. If you, if you couldn't go on doing something, what would that thing be? Where you immediately, if you, were, if you didn't have anything that you had right now in the professional sense, what would you actually do tomorrow? What would you have to do? Would you have to reach out and tell someone, like I mentioned with Professor Garb, you know, just how much they impacted your life? Would you reach out to a former coworker and say, you know, I always wanted to join your company, but I never asked you and I feel, and I feel horrible for not doing so. I, I truly enjoyed working with you back in wherever days and I want to do it again. 
And I wanted to share that with you. Or would you write an article, for example, like on LinkedIn or on Medium, and you would share all of these wonderful, wonderful learnings that you've had over the years, uh, just so you could get that out there because you have no idea what's going to happen the day afterwards. And so had you not actually put this out and something were to happen, you would feel horrible. You would feel absolutely horrible that you didn't actually share this piece of information with the world. What I'm trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is that we are very much the majority of us operating from a place of sustainability, from a place of comfort, from too much comfort. And for those of you that think, you know what? No, Rami, it's, it's not too much comfort. You know, I'm going to push back and say, yes, it probably is too much comfort. You know, especially, you know, today, you know, if you, you know, and, and everything is relative, of course, right? You don't need to hear it from me, you know, but, you know, reading the news and seeing all these things are taking place in this world. Yes, we are operating from a place of absolute comfort. Uh, the, for, for those of us here in the U.S., I mean, getting a stimulus check, I mean, that, that's amazing, right? I mean, it may not be anywhere near enough to pay for anything basic for us, for those of us here in the Bay Area, perhaps, or in the big cities. But nevertheless, we are getting one, right? We're, there is something that people are receiving, right? We are coming from a place of comfort. And too often, you know, we may actually take that for granted or not actually even recognize that we're coming from a place of comfort when we, in fact, actually absolutely are. And, um, and because we're coming from a place of comfort and because we're coming from a place of a lot of preservation over this certainty of sustainability that we actually want to have for ourselves. We actually don't have so much of an inclination to do the things that someone coming from a sustenance side of things would do for themselves. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice to innovate, but do we need to innovate? You know, it'd be nice to constantly actually come up with new methods and ways of, of nourishing ourselves, right? Whatever that food is, you know, for ourselves that fans our flames, you know, do we actually do that? Very few of us actually do. And so I, I, I want us to start thinking about how we can inject some sustenance into, you know, our frame of mind of sustainability, which for the most part, that's what it is. I mean, we operate we operate at that level almost every single day with this sort of routine that we're going through. It's very, very difficult to argue otherwise. And so I want to make sure that if we're at work, you know, we can create initiative. Uh, we can be proactive. We can challenge. Uh, we can question. That's how we can inject you know, a lot of sustenance ways of thinking into our work for those of us that are on the sustainable side, right? You know, if you had to create another flagship product today, what would that be? If, if that flagship product was wiped out, what would you actually be doing the following day? It's these sorts of activities that actually contribute so much to the foundations. And it's those foundations that then are sustained over the course of time. That's how they got there in the first place. For the most part, that's how they got there in the first place. It's creating in order to make it sustainable and then moving on and then moving on, right? And in this particular case, you know, I want to make sure that for those of you that are in transition, that this also applies, right? But it's also very, very tricky when it comes to transition to fully operate from a place of sustenance 
just as it would be a little tricky doing so at work because there's a lot of risk involved here. You know, sustenance may make us feel in some way that we should grab on to whatever opportunity comes our way, right? It's like, you know, we need this for survival. It's like nourishment. Are, are you going to take me in? Hold on, hold on a second here. Are, are you going to give me a paycheck? Are, are, are you going to make sure that, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, what, what's going to come in the next couple of weeks that I could pay rent, you know, I could pay my mortgage, I could put food on the table. Is that what you're going to provide me? Because if so, yeah, I, yeah, I'll take that, right? I mean, that's coming from a place of extreme sustenance, right? Extremes, for those of you that may be listening to other parts of the world, you're thinking like, yeah, Rami, that's that's my day today. It's not extreme. That That's the norm here uh, where I live. Granted, and I obviously respect that very, very much so. But, you know, for those of us that are in career transition, we need to really make sure that, you know, we think twice here, especially those of you that are working extremely hard to get out of one place in order to move to another. You know, just yesterday, just yesterday, I was speaking to a former client of mine who I haven't spoken to in over a year, in over a year. And I remember right before the pandemic hit, we were both wearing our masks. We were taking a stroll at uh, Salesforce Park um, in downtown San Francisco. You know, we were talking about this opportunity that had come up. She was in consulting for a very long time. And a lot of these former consultants from that company ended up forming an organization at a major uh, tech company here in the Bay Area. And so they had offered her a role and it really, really went like rapid fire quickly. She interviewed a couple of times, you know, people knew who she was because she came from the same consulting company. They didn't really have to worry about, you know, training, culture, all this stuff, because, you know, it's a very strong foundation that she had in this particular company. And people appreciated that. That's what they wanted. They wanted to form this culture built around very much how they would operate from this consulting company. And I remember when we were walking around uh, Salesforce Park, you know, I wasn't very comfortable with the idea of her jumping into this next opportunity. But who was I to actually prevent her from doing so? She was, is, I mean, e extremely bright, extremely, extremely smart extremely driven, um, extremely accomplished. I've done wonderful, wonderful things. And a very, very likable person, a very, very likable person, a very dynamic, very charming. People gravitated towards her when she spoke. Uh, she was definitely someone that could, you know, move an audience, uh, change behavior, own the room, so to speak, right? And, you know, I had asked her, you know, you know to take a step back. You know, it only had been, you know, a couple of weeks since we actually started working with one another. And so our relationship was still really being built. And I asked her, you know, take a step back. You know, I'm not really sure this opportunity is the next best opportunity for you. Yes, you know, I mean, you're looking to get out of your role. Um, you're looking to get out of a world of pain. This sounds like an absolutely, you know, wonderful opportunity. But, you know, if, if you're trying to get out of this and the same people that, you know, were part of this culture, maybe different than whom you worked with directly, but are now part of, you know, another organization at another company, you may be walking into the same exact culture that you were looking to escape from the get-go. And I remember when I said this, you know, although she had her mask on, you know, she still looked at me and she, you know, and it was like that look, like, you know, are, 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 you, are you taking me away from certainty right now? I mean, I have an opportunity at hand. It's more money. It's more flexibility. 
and you know what it aligned with the lifestyle that she wanted to have she wanted to, to to build a family and whatnot and you know obviously the benefits there would have been much more than what she was getting at her consulting company and so and indeed in fact she was right who was i you know to actually prevent her for, from from going in that direction i wanted to buy some time for her for a couple of weeks uh, just so uh, we could find out if there were other opportunities out there for us and we could take a look at those and entertain those and interview for those well we didn't go that direction she took that role and i literally spoke to her yesterday and i was you know very surprised you know but in a way very much not surprised to hear about how literally horrible horrible and those were her words horrible the environment actually was and how uh, she was looking to move on to another company as soon as possible as soon as possible it was a, a horrific experience for her um, and i don't wish that on anybody right but it's the same exact experience she was running away from she actually encountered only because it's just a different company right but it's the same culture that she was looking to escape uh, required long hours uh, you know i don't even want to get into it but it was just not a company i mean long hours i'm talking about extreme hours i'm talking about 70 hours a week which is just not sustainable for someone like herself and not sustainable for many other people by the way but nevertheless what i'm trying to get to here is that at times sustenance if we operate from this level where, where anything works like i just want something just to get me out uh, just to get me you know out of this place that, that i'm in right now we can make decisions quite quickly and in doing so we can make them in haste we can make them in haste and then the consequences, of course, of our decisions, you know, will be there for us waiting uh, right on the other side. It may not be immediate, but it would be there, um, you know, in, in, in the short term, right? And so sustenance makes us in many ways think of the short term at times. When I want sustenance, for those of you that operate that level, to be a long-term thing, right? To be a long-term thing. So operate with the same rigor and vigor and passion and excitement, you know, and, and doing things from a place of sustenance and innovation, but not innovating for the short term, right? I want you to take a look at the sustainability for the long term, right? The fusion of these things are absolutely beautiful when we know how to use them in the right way, in a way that actually works. And so, and I want you to be able to find your balance between the two here. On the sustainability track, you know, the the cons of uh, sustainability well, really are, are, are what makes it actually positive. Uh, we become uh, complicit when there is a certainty. We become a reactive. Many of us become reactive when it comes to certainty. Many of us don't operate with that same level of excitement and rigor and passion day after day. Well, because, well, you know what? I mean, there's a level of certainty. Why do I need to put myself through that if I've actually got something going steady for myself? And that actually puts us at risk as well. It puts us at, at risk for not being able to grow in our careers. It puts us at risk for our performance reviews rather than, you know, exceeding expectations. It's meaning expectations you know, puts us at risk, you know, for doing things outside of the box, working cross-functionally, collaboratively, um, hiring really great people, people that are smarter than us, better than us versus people that are just at our level or perhaps below our level of expertise so we can continue to dominate and still feel certain. You know, the, the pros of sustainability are very, very much its cons. And, you know, with sustenance, with sustenance, you know, it it prevents us from 
focusing at times. You know, that those are definitely some big cons because we're we're in rapid motion. And so for us to focus, it actually becomes a quite quite a difficult thing to do to actually focus. Right. Uh, we take on too much risk. We take on too much risk when it, when we actually operate from a place of pure sustenance. Right. And it, it's, it's hard to actually start something and then complete it. It's hard to actually start something complete. It's, it, it's easier to start it, but very, very difficult to complete it. That's from a place of sustenance. Those are some some cons as it relates to sustenance. So sustainability and sustenance preservation versus innovation, you know, you've got to be ready for both. You've got to be ready for both. You've got to feed those foundations, not just, you know, come from a place of, you know, operations, but feed the foundations, the foundations that must exist, have to exist in order for you to function operationally, right? You've got to feed those foundations, you know, don't just depend on the tree to bear fruit, you know, and then just pick that fruit and just sustain yourself with that. You've got to work on those foundations. Something may come up, plant another tree. Don't just water the one that you own, right? And so this is sort of where I want everyone to truly, I, I want you to truly, truly think about, all right, you know, if I'm operating from a place of sustainability, how must I then operate from a place of sustenance? What can I actually do? And it's amazing when we can actually have the fusion of both these things. And I was mentioning, you know, my client from a year ago, the, 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 uh, the client that I, I was, I, I remember the last time I saw her in person was, you know, walking at uh, Salesforce Park in San Francisco, you know, had she operated from a place of sustainability instead of sustenance in this particular case, well, she obviously would have been able to spend some more time designing something that was more aligned to her, more aligned to her values, more aligned to who she wanted to be in the future, uh, what activities she wanted to be doing, who she wanted to be interacting with, right? And so this works both ways. This works both ways, but you've got to find your sweet spot here. Uh, sustenance is an incredible, incredible thing. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing we can actually do for you. It just lights a fire, boom, lights a fire. And it makes us just, you know, spur into action. And it makes us, you know, do things that we otherwise would not have done simply because we're coming from a place of sustainability. So for those of you, you know, in the workplace, think about how you can merge these two, you know. Um, and then for those of you in seeking transition, whether or not you're at work, um, you've got something stable or, or you're actually, you know, truly out of a job and you're looking for a place to make your next home, your next professional home, think about how you can actually fuse the two together. It's these sorts of thinking, right, that actually, you know, do things different for us. You know, maybe they, they compel you into some more action. I really truly hope that it actually does, you know, something you were thinking about being on the fence over only because it was going to be there tomorrow. What if it wasn't gonna be there tomorrow? What would you do then, right? What if you didn't have the time that you thought you were going to have in the coming months, in the coming weeks? What would you do then? Would you operate much more efficiently? You probably would. Would you do things more daringly? You probably would. Would you take a risk? You probably would. So what's preventing you from that from that today? Well, it's probably the, the, the fact that you're coming from a place of sustainability, this idea of preservation, the idea of, of expecting something to be there when it may not necessarily be there. And so on a personal side of things, you know, this is obviously me telling you don't take things for granted. If you're listening to me today, wherever you are, whatever time of day, 
you know, you are blessed. You're amazing. You know, there is a certainty, of course, that we're going to wake up the next day, perhaps for the most of us and, and be able to do this all over again. And perhaps a chance to make things different for ourselves as well. So operate from a place of sustenance there. You know, something that is really, truly going to give you that foundation of food that nourishes you, uh, that you've been yearning for, something you really wanted to put out there. I really, really, truly hope that you can find that sort of, you know, th that bridge between the two. It's not all about sustainability. It's not all about sustenance. Everything has a time and place. You know, at times, you know, stressing about something before it's necessary is stressing about something more than it's necessary, right? Just like, you know, saying things, you know, uh, at times that are absolutely unnecessary, um, you know, get us into, you know, uh, a, a world of, uh, of different expectations that we had set out to commit, you know, early on. I'm not going to go down that, that sort of rabbit hole, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Find a fusion of both. Um, act on it. Don't know what's going to happen, you know, in the future. Don't, don't take the rock for granted. Don't take the water for granted. Don't take the tree that is bearing the fruits of your labor today for granted either. You know, act from a place of sustenance. And for those of you that are rapidly acting from a place of sustenance, you know, don't take the first offer. You know, don't make a decision in haste. Think about things. Think about where you're going, what you're doing. You know, it's these sorts of decisions that we make uh, that have a massive amount of influence and impact over the quality of our life in the future. If you've gotten this far in my podcast, I'm hoping that means that you love my coaching content. If you'd like to continue the journey with me on a much deeper, personal, and immersive level, please visit my website at ramibalut.com and schedule a 45-minute Real Talk session with me. You can also enroll my online program at theworkingant.com and join me for five months of weekly live group coaching where you can ask me your questions live in a group coaching setting. Use code PODCAST for an incredible discount at checkout. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Your career fulfillment is so important to me. You deserve nothing less than that. I truly hope you take what we talked about today and use it deliberately, practically, and strategically to accelerate your next career transition, conversation, or simply just to nourish your personal and professional life. If you'd like to receive periodic content from me, please visit RamiBalut.com and register for my mailing list by signing up to receive your free ebook, which by the way, is an awesome ebook, if I may say. Until next time, this is your host and coach, Rami Balut, signing off for today's podcast on The Working At. Remember, if not you, then who? If not now, then when?